True Believers, stars of the Marvel Universe assemble to celebrate the life and legacy of Stan Lee in an ABC News production, Celebrating Marvel Stan Lee, a 60-minute television special hosted by Clark Gregg. Hear from Tom Hiddleston, Paul Bettany, Kobe Smulders, Ming-Na Wen, Saquon Barkley, Mark Hamill, Jimmy Kimmel, Lauren Ridloff, Kevin Smith, Deborah Wool, Joe Quesada, Seth Green, Bob Iger, C.V. Sabalski, Todd McFarlane. Marlon, Kevin Feige, Jerry Conway, and many more as they share their memories of Stan the Man Lee. Viewers will go on a journey throughout the life of Stan and across the Marvel Universe watching never-before-seen interviews and footage from deep within the Marvel and ABC News archives. Hear stories on how he impacted the lives of others and how his work lives on in everything from blockbuster films, television series, and comic books to games and consumer Consumer products. This can't miss once in a lifetime television special airs this Friday, December 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, only on ABC. Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy Stevens. I'm Angelique Roche. And I'm Sana Amanath. And we are bringing you our final episode of 2019, which is kind of mind-boggling to think it's the end of a decade. Oh, like yeah, that was a little that was a little too real for me. Was yeah. it too real? That I, was a little too real. My bones started aching because I just felt my <laughs> age. I mean, oh. it's okay. I'm having my 20th <gasps> reunion next year. Oh my god! So am I? Maybe potentially. I don't know. I you don't. Just I just, forgot I, I, don't know. I just I don't want to give away my age. Just no. the thing. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, too oh, much information." What did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but today we have a different kind of episode. We really want to take a look back at 2019, and you know what each of us have worked on here on the podcast, but also behind the scenes at Marvel. Our actual day jobs. Yeah, because, look, we host together on a lot of different things, but we also do really, really, really different stuff day by day. Like, I'm on Marvel's Voices, but also Marvel Live. We all kind of do work when there's red carpets and when there's New York Comic Con. Uh, yeah, we actually have other jobs here. Do you? Like, I real jobs. I couldn't I imagine. It's I so, just... it's, it's weird, right? I hear that you're a vice president. <laughs> I am I am a vice president. Uh... I am a vice president. And she has, she's lifting her, like, teacup with her with, yeah, pinky, pinky up. up. <laughs> well, you know, I think we've probably each had different kinds of experiences in the past year. Outside of Women of Marvel that I feel like have been very memorable, for me, can I kick this off? Because I yeah, do it. Why don't you do it? You don't even have to ask, man. You so, were already on it. As my job is so varied and different, like I do a lot of different kinds of things to help kind of develop our content just across the many different platforms that we have here at Marvel. And a part of that was me getting involved in something called Marvel's Hero Project, which is a very sweet show. It's a series on Disney Plus right now, and it's all about young, real-life heroes. They're doing really great work in their community, and we just spotlight them and celebrate them and uh, make them into actual comic book heroes. 
just the experience of working on that project and getting to know these kids and also feeling totally inadequate because they're so amazing. Oh, I was, what is it? The Elijah? Elijah. Elijah, yes. Oh my gosh. That little boy started speaking in the beginning of the show and like, I was like, already in tears. tearing, yes. Because his work with kids and like understanding his ability to preach to other children after losing his father and like it's this story I'm not going to spoil everything go watch it it's I don't know how you made it through an entire season of actually being around these kids because they are so inspirational they really are and getting to know them and trying to figure out the best way to bring them into the Marvel Universe anyway I loved it go check it out it's on Disney plus we have about six or seven episodes up right now we're gonna have a total of 20 20 kids 20 awesome kids do check it out and you can watch it with your whole whole family wow Angelique, what about you i had a toss-up between the marvel after show podcast and marvel live but in particular the marvel after show podcast we did season two this year of marvel's cloak and dagger and for those of you who are new to the marvel after show podcast it's this incredible synopsis kind of interview series that we did that was a recap of this year's season of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. And so for every episode of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, we had a complimentary show that was an after show. haha the after show podcast that talked to the writers, directors, producers, music supervisors, art directors that really came together and worked so hard in putting together this incredible show, this incredible season, season two of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. This one was really, really, really a big deal for me because the show is based in New Orleans. It's where I'm from. But also, um, they tackled a really big thing uh, this season, the show centered around human trafficking. And so it was just a really profound story because the writers and the women on the show had actually petitioned for this season to be centered around human trafficking, to be able to talk about this being a serious issue. And they did it in such a graceful way. Um, They worked with nonprofits as well as other consultants in the area in New Orleans. And I had, you know, I'm very near and dear this show to my heart because I'd gone down and done a BTS last year and now it's season two. It's just was really, really awesome. And a little bit more lighthearted, the Marvel Marvel Life uh, with Ryan Panagos, uh, which was... was such good stuff. <laughs> it was such good stuff. It, it literally fulfilled a dream for me because I finally got to film a live show in front of a live studio audience. It's like every 90s kid's dream, right? And it was just really an incredible year to talk about all the cool things, both on the pages of comic books and also on TV that Marvel does so intentionally. And I got to work with all of y'all. So, you know, that's the best part yeah. of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I mean, so much uh, you guys get to experience me in front of the camera, but my real job, I actually produce content. And this year we got to continue our Marvel Becoming series, which is our cosplay video series, which is my heart and my passion. Um, and we were able to do a couple phenomenal episodes this year. But one specifically was all about Captain Marvel. And it was tied into the film release. And we basically pitched it as everyone can be Captain Marvel. Anyone of any color, of any size can be Captain Marvel. And so we found three amazing cosplayers to do this episode. We had someone who sort of looked like Brie, who was kind of like White Carol. And then we had uh, we had a black Carol, uh, who goes by Cutie Pie Sensei. 
And oh my gosh, oh my her God. Carol cosplay yeah. is. Well, she, she just reposted it. It's so good. Yeah, she actually was on the homepage of Reddit in that cosplay. And then uh, our final person was Sharon. Um, Sharon Rose. She is a, a plus size cosplayer and. All three of them really were completely out of their wheelhouse in this costume. Marvel Studios costumes are a really hard thing. And they really challenged themselves and made phenomenal costumes in about six weeks. So I'm just going to say that. We really rushed them. And one of the interesting things about trying to explain what a producer does, because it's a very vague title. No one really quite knows what we do. I mean, you know, my job is to do budgets and schedules and stuff like that. But my job is also to, you know, find these cosplayers and support them. And it was through... Through this episode and the other episodes that we did this year, and every time we have a costume contest or a photo op at the booth, it's all about supporting these cosplayers and being kind of like, hey, you can do this. Hey, you look great. You know, going up to that cosplayer who's first time costuming on Ida Khan and being like, you look amazing. And for me, that's so important. It's why I've continued to do it. And so you guys can go check out those episodes. They're on Marvel.com. There is a Marvel Becoming section of the website, and they're also on, on the YouTubes. Okay, so... Let's tie this back to Women in Marvel. So what is one episode from this year that is, like, your favorite, that is your, like, be-all, end-all? This question gave me a little bit of anxiety because there are so many episodes mm-hmm. of Women of Marvel that I cheated. Ha-ha! <laughs> it's not necessarily an episode, uh, but Marvel Studios, Captain Marvel, Red Carpet, Premiere, for me, was a Woman of Marvel moment. Right. It was the first time that all of us were all on the red carpet at the same time. Tamar Krinsky, Lorraine Sink, Sana, Judy, like everybody was there. And it was such an empowerment moment seeing all the little girls dressed as the Carol Corps and like having this moment with the folks from the Air Force who were there. Mm -hmm. It was just this moment of seeing so many empowered women. Air Force cadets were there. It, It just literally for me was the women of Marvel moment of the year. That definitely was like the epitome of everything that we had been talking about and celebrating. I mean, the inception of this podcast and the really this platform is to celebrate women and women in particularly in nerddom and to have that as sort of our culminating event was was pretty awesome. I agree with you. That seems like a lifetime ago. It's a lot of love. That was a lifetime ago. Anyway, Sana, lifetime so, ago. What lifetime about ago. What's your favorite episode? It was 2019. I, this, I, 20, I, which felt like a lifetime. So I have a couple of things from this year. So one, I think we had some really great panels this year between New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con. Some fantastic guests. Great conversation. So those episodes in general, I, I recommend listening to. Actually, I recommend coming to one of our panels in real life because they're super fun. Lots of energy. Just a great feeling in the room. Because that's where we started. I think it's our favorite just to be actually interacting with the folks that make our content, uh, but also the folks that consume our content or our friends or fans. And another episode, which is not out yet, so I'm cheating, but we talked to Ali Maki in 2019, and it was just such a fantastic conversation. We could have talked to her for hours. She started something called the Asian American Girls Club and has been doing such great work just to spotlight Asian American women and and talk about marginalized communities and sort of fuse all of the work that she does as a creator, as an actor, 
and as an activist. And I could have talked to her forever. She's just a lovely human being. And that's an episode that we have coming out early in 2020. So it's a little bit of column A and column B. I'm sorry. But <laughs> but for those who are, aren't familiar with Allie, like she's definitely like in the Disney family. She was in Toy Story 4. She was cop. Yeah. But she also played Mina Hess in Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, who basically is just brilliant. Like her character and also makes lovely cookies. Yes. In the show. Yes. She's just a scientist. So multifaceted. Knows all <laughs> types of chemistry, yeah. both in the kitchen and in the environment. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, she is amazing. We actually got to interview her as well as part of uh, the Marvel After Show. So I am looking forward to that episode. Yeah, it's a good one. So I also kind of have two picks because they were both things that I like screamed from my soapbox to do both of them. So the first episode is the Pride episode. Um, This year in 2019, it was the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. It was World Pride in New York City. It was something that was really important to me. And we were able to bring a phenomenal group of creators to come together. So that episode actually was Teeny Howard, Vida Ayala, and... Leah Williams. Yeah. That was pretty amazing, dude. And we just talked about what it meant to be, you know, queer and part of the LGBTQ in comics and what that meant to them. Then also talked about their Marvel origin story and just all three of them are phenomenal writers. Um, actually, Vita's a couple new books just got announced, and hopefully we can do more with them in the future. I absolutely loved that conversation. That would have been, I would have said that had you not said it, but I will say props to you, Judy, for pushing and getting that roundtable together. This group of creators in particular uh, have been doing so much for us in the last year alone. So it was nice to spotlight them, but also to showcase that they're actually some of our important up-and-coming writers in the Marvel Universe. So do read their work, check out that episode, because um, I think their stars are only going to rise even further. And thanks to you, we had an opportunity to get them on Marvel Live. I had an opportunity to have Vita on Marvel's Voices. Like, they are incredible, so... Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Yay, Judy. Thanks, guys. Sana, when you look back at 2019, what is the moment here working at Marvel that will be etched in stone? And and on top of that, what are you most excited for for 2020? Okay, so my 2019 and 2020 answer are actually very much connected to one another because when I look back, I look back in particular to our five-year anniversary of Kamala Khan. Um, we had G. Willow Wilson, the original writer of Ms. Marvel, Saladin Ahmed, the current writer, and a bunch of the creators over the past years, our colorist Ian Herring. We had Nico Leone, one of our artists, and we did this amazing photo op that Judy put together of just all of the people, the cosplayers, fantastic Ms. Marvel cosplayers, all of the people who've worked with Kamala Khan in some capacity, the people who worked on the Marvel Avengers game, just that moment was, I think, was the highlight of my year, just because seeing everyone come together, seeing people celebrate Kamala in this way, and then connected to that, looking ahead at 2020, the Marvel Avengers game where Kamala Khan is, she's a playable character, she is very much the main character that brings the Avengers back together, and to have her be in such a huge game, a global game, that is going to touch so many people, it's bonkers to me that that's happening five years after, well, now officially in February, six years after her birth. That was a good time and, and just a lot more to come with Kamala. And I cannot believe that it worked. 
<laughs> Angelique, what's yours? Uh, so I will have to say my 2019 moment was definitely when all of the hosts and a lot of folks from Marvel came together and we all did kind of this mashup of a 1968 Stan's soapbox that talked about racism and bigotry. It's actually on an episode of Earth's Mightiest Show, uh, which is hosted by our colleagues Lorraine Sink and Langston Belton. And it was just absolutely phenomenal just having an opportunity, one, to be able to just work with everybody, but also that particular Stan soapbox was a big deal for me. And in fact, when I wrote about Stan's passing, I in particular went to that Stan soapbox because it was such a key time in America's history, but also it is kind of the pinnacle, I believe, of what Marvel really stands for when it looks at inclusivity and diversity and what it means to have a narrative that includes everyone. In 2020, though, I am looking forward to kind of along the same lines because the writer, Nick Stone, who is, man, her writing is amazing like her writing on Dear Martin and all the other books that she has put out that really give a perspective of people of color. Uh, Nick Stone's book Shuri is coming out May 2020 and it cannot come fast enough. And it's so good. Oh, I'm so, yeah, oh. it's good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Inside, inside scoop. Inside scoop. I read it all. In case you didn't know, yeah. it's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Judy. Um, so for 2019, you know, I've been here for 13 years. It'll be 14 in February, which is mind-boggling to think about. And I was here when we first announced that Robert Downey Jr. was going to be Iron Man. I remember, you know, the, the the etches in the stone over time that as Marvel Studios became what it was. And to be able to be on the red carpet for not only Captain Marvel, but then Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame was pretty amazing. When I first started working at Marvel, people like, if you didn't know comics, you didn't know what this company was. I used to have to say Marvel Comics, and then I'd start listing out our characters until it was like you saw the lake off. You and say Spider-Man, and suddenly it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like a different world. So all the photos that you saw on social media that night, I got the photo of Robert Downey Jr. You know, in, in front of the car. I, I got the photo of Brie Larson with the cosplayers. Like, that was my moment, and it was pretty phenomenal. It was a big dream. So... We have said phenomenal eight times on this episode. <laughs> I'm so happy you're counting. I am counting. <laughs> but it was. That is a good way to encapsulate this episode in particular. You know, we talk a lot about superheroes here at Marvel. And I wonder if you guys have a hero in real life, in the real world, that you really look to or a character in Marvel Comics? So I think for me, I had two inspirations this year, one real life, one comic book. And the comic book also was kind of real life. So this year, Ruby Williams got her own solo series, and it has been utterly phenomenal. And and mostly because I love Ruby Williams' Ironheart as a character because it's this brilliantly smart African-American superhero from Chicago, but we really haven't had an opportunity to really get a chance to delve into a lot of her youth and impulsiveness and her work at MIT and and how she became a superhero and why she really does her actions, which is what I love about Marvel is that there is this in-depth personality that, you know, this human side 
to superheroes. And Eve Ewing has been doing such an incredible job with dealing with trauma and understanding healing, but also like putting in her friends who may not be super, but they're definitely heroes, particularly the episode where there were zombies. Please note, I love zombies. Zombies are great. <laughs> Eve Ewing gave me zombies at an airport. Oh, it brain. was phenomenal. Her friends have really been the inspiration in this comic and like her ability to work with Miles Morales and to work with Kamala Khan as part of the champions and do these crossovers has been really great this year. As well as I got an opportunity to interview Tessa Thompson, who is pretty phenomenal herself uh, in the work that she does and how she's been able to challenge a lot of the dominant narratives when it comes to women of color, when it comes to LGBTQ community, and what that really means. And so I had a chance to interview her in Chicago. But like straight out the gate, she was like, look, we are here for women. Y'all are all here for us. This is about strong women narratives and making sure they're told in a good way. And she was just like, all women, all the time. And it was just really amazing because when you are at that level, you don't have to do that. And the panel also had one of your faves on it. Miss Brie Larson. The two of them together are a powerhouse. I mean, by themselves, they're in their own way a powerhouse. And like, what Brie has done this year and what Tessa has done, I just can't wait to see what they do next. And and I want to say that Eve, Eve joined us for the C2E2 panel earlier oh, this yeah. year. And... Every time she speaks, it's like like floating on a on a cloud because she's so good at like public speaking and just Dr. Eve Ewing. Yes, I know that's also <laughs> the best thing to be like. I've never I've never had a doctor in my panel before, but I do now. Yeah, and Dr. Eve Ewing uh, actually spoke was one of the speakers at Marvel Celebrates Stan Lee, which by the way is going to be airing tomorrow on ABC, December twentieth, and uh, she was just profound just to get her perspective of the importance of these stories and the importance of what Stan Lee did for inclusiveness and diversity. Because I think people always forget, like when you can see yourself as a superhero, your perspective of what you can do in the world changes. For me, for my favorite character, I'm going to cheat a little bit. And I'm going to say my favorite creator who is writing amazing female characters. I want to talk about Teeny Howard, you know. I love Teeny. Also, you know, was on our C2E2 panel earlier this year, was part of our Pride episode. Teeny, you know, we announced that Teeny is exclusive with us now um, earlier this year, and she is writing. She really stepped it up and really is proving herself on these amazing books from like the Dawn of X books that she's writing to everything, you know, and I'm just so excited to see what she does next year. And she's so great on the internet. I love her on Twitter. No, she's great. She, yes. Across the board. But also, like, I have a new respect for pirate princesses because of Teeny Howard. Like, I love a good pirate princess, but like, Belit was on point. Like, it was a really great run. It's part of the Conan series. And it just was a surprise out of the bat. I was like, oh, let me, you know, every once in a while, you're reading the books that you get all of the time. And you're like, huh. And I was never really a Conan. Like, I'll be very honest. I was never really a Conan fan. Some folks are diehard Conan. And I was like, what is this pirate princess situation? And Teeny is just so amazing at laying out structure with so much detail but also just like so much disregard for systems and structure she's like haha i am no no i'm going to be the prince i'm going to be the queen this is what's going to happen and she's yeah i agree 
And then for me, my real life superhero, as we gear up for a big summer sports event in 2020, a thing that I like a lot is I love athletes. And I just want to say Simone Biles. Ooh. She is such a fierce woman. You know, she is doing gymnastics tricks that are harder than the men. And she flies high. She's a real-life superhero. Like, if superpowers were, like, a, a thing that you could physically get, it's in the body of Simone Biles. Also, Simone came out in support of the 140-plus survivors during the U.S. gymnastics scandal. And she's just, all in all, a phenomenal woman, an athlete. And I'm so excited to see what she does in 2020. She's going to fly high in 2020. That's what she's going to do. You know, we've done so much on the Women of Marvel, and now we're joined by Angelique, and she's going to bring her own perspective and guests, and we've got amazing stuff in the pipeline, stirring in a pot. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm very, very excited for it, and I'm grateful for both of you being my partners in crime, and of course, to all of the amazing folks like Becca here, who's sitting very patiently next to us. Um, We love you, Becca. Thanks, Becca. We have a massive uh, Women of Marvel team here uh, who've been putting episodes together, so grateful for them as well. And here's to a fantastic 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. A phenomenal 2020. This episode of The Woman of Marvel was produced by Rebecca Seidel and Zachary Goldberg and was hosted by myself, Judy Stevens, with Sana Amanoff and Anjali Roche. Our audio development manager is Karen Heffa and Jill Duboff is our director of audio. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at The Woman of Marvel and then follow each one of us on Twitter. I'm OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. Uh, Angelique, you are at Angelique Roche. And you can find Sana at MiniB622. And hopefully phenomenal. the feeling we'll have in 2019. Yeah. Even more phenomenal. I mean, for me in 2020, 2020 more I'm phenomenal. No, 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 no. Phenomenal. 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 Phenomen